Welcome to the CPA's daily audio update about COVID-19. My name's Eric. I'm the communications officer at the CPA. As always, we encourage you to go to our website, cpa.ca slash corona-virus for the latest in uh, resources and fact sheets and webinars and all kinds of interactive media uh, for your COVID-19 needs. Your one-stop shop, if you will. Today, I'm joined by... A... I'm Dr. Brent McDonald. I'm a registered psychologist in Calgary, Alberta and uh, registered in Alberta, PEI, and the Northwest Territories. I saw that uh, you did an interview with uh, Global TV in Calgary, and uh, you said that maintaining productivity during this time can be hazardous to your health. I was hoping you could expand on that just a little bit here. Yeah, uh, a bit of a challenge with maintaining uh, productivity, and specifically maintaining routine, is that we're still kind of in this... um, You know, uh, if you look at the general general adaptation um, syndrome kind of thing, uh, you know, we're in this phase where we're still in a bit of a alarm crisis phase, right? Um, So to try to get control of that, we try to maintain our routines. You know, that gives us a sense of security and a sense of um, safety and comfort. Um, The problem with that is that we become almost too rigid and too... um, too focused on the routine. Everything has to be the same every day or everything has to be uh, done at a certain time uh, in a certain way. That can actually be counterproductive in terms of our mental health uh, because it sets us up for failure. We're not in a position where, you know, following a routine is really doable to the extent that it was six to eight weeks ago. Um, You know, again, I'll I'll use the grocery store example. Um, When prior to this uh, whole thing, Typically, I would do the grocery run every Saturday. We go out, I'd go out and get groceries and come back in. And that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I can't do that. That could be a point of stress right now. But in all fairness, it's not because I have um, a health care, uh, health condition that you know is immunosuppressant. So it's not wise for me to go to a grocery store right now. So that's why I have a partner, and she she goes, and my wife does the grocery shopping, like I said, once every two weeks. I could get very rigid in terms of the routine, but that rigidity is not helping anyone. Um, so the other component there is we need to give ourselves a bit of a break too. We've never in our existence that I'm aware of since, you know, no one living anyway, has gone through an experience quite like this on a global scale where we have this, again, this great opportunity to rethink our priorities um, and get away from this idea of produce, 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 because, you know, is that from a mental health perspective, is that really the wisest thing to be doing? Uh, because that, again, becomes overwhelming. Right now, we can't produce at the same level we used to because, you know, we're not in the workforce as much as, as, we, as we were a couple of weeks ago. With that, a lot of people feel guilt. You know, I'm not producing as much. I'm not making as much. And that leads to guilt. And guilt is not, as we know, a, a particularly helpful emotion. So that's why I would suggest that, you know, the idea of productivity, again, is one of those things we have to be a little, a little bit forgiving to ourselves and say, you know what, this is just, you know, do I need to push right now? Maybe not, not as hard as, um, as I was two months ago. That makes good sense. Yesterday, I broke my routine and went to the grocery store on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. And I thought, okay, you know, we can do this just the one day, but in doing so, I completely forgot that we had a staff meeting and I was about uh, eight <laughs> minutes late for it and I didn't feel guilty at all. No, my, my guilt level around that sort of thing is really low right now because 
and hopefully this is, you know, these two stories that the one you just shared and, and, you know, the idea that I'm sharing here is that this is hopefully becoming the, this hopefully is becoming the new norm where, you know, we, we are human beings. We are figuring each other because our priorities have to change a little bit. Health, you know, and family and relationships are coming, need to be coming first. Uh, work is still important. We still need to do it, but you know what? It, it, it can wait sometimes like here you are, you miss a staff meeting or running late for a staff meeting. The world continues to turn, you know, yep. <laughs> nothing significant. There's been no significant consequence. Um, life goes on. And I think um, the other thing that I often think of is, is this idea of, you know, this too shall pass. When I did, uh, I, was, I remember meeting with a client when this was just starting and the client was having a lot of anxiety about uh, the virus. And this is before it became like, kind of the big crisis that it is now with just a couple of cases in China, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he was really, really worried about this spreading and that sort of thing. And, I, and of course, mistakenly, uh, because what I was reading in the media at the time was saying, you know, we need to be mindful, we need to be worried, but it's probably not going to be a big deal, which is the message I gave to him. I said, but here's what it comes down to is even if it becomes a big deal, even if it gets over here and it um, spreads, um, this too shall pass. You know, it's the one true statement across any situation that you can always say that it's always going to be true. This too shall pass. True for good things, true for negative things too. Right. Um, now let's talk about wellness strategies, coping strategies uh, that people might be able to do uh, while they're at home. Uh, if you have a few tips, I know everybody says, you know, get active, do some exercise, pay less attention mm-hmm. to the news. And uh, But is there anything else that you could recommend? Yeah, a lot of the, the things that are recommended are, are difficult to do. And I'm, I'm you know, calling, actually speaking to you from Calgary today where we've had snow for the past, uh, well, six months. Right. <laughs> guess, really. yeah. uh, so just, you know, to say just go outside and get, get some exercise is not quite as easy as it sounds uh, in some ways. In the same way that, you know, just avoid social media is not as easy because, like I said earlier, um, we have more access to it, right? Because we have the time to be on it. So these are things that are, easy to say, hard to do. So I like to recommend things that are both easy to say and easy to do um, as best possible, right? So yes, we have, you know, maintain some degree of routine, but be forgiving on routine. Try to find those, you know, two to three positive things you can say to yourself each day, just about, you know, again, kind of a positive self-statement. I like to set kind of one goal a day that's moderate in in its challenge, okay? Um, So it could be I'm going to uh, well, last night I, or yesterday was like, I would like to make some cookies. So I bake some cookies. Um, but here's the forgiving part. I, I bake some cookies, but I used unsweetened chocolate. So they're the most bitter chocolate chip cookies you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Um, and I'm okay with that. And the family's okay with that. And so be it, you know, we're, we're, we're exploring. And it's, again, it's kind of that give yourself a bit of forgiveness, but the idea there that it was a goal and was something I tried to achieve. If I didn't do it, okay, well, maybe I get to push that off for another day. One of the things I find really interesting, um, and this is just, I forget where I saw this, it was probably on social media, um, was to change things up a little bit um, in terms of, you know, if we're living like it's 1917 again, in the sense that we're isolated and all that sort of thing, we're not traveling to work and not traveling around the world. Um, maybe uh, what we could do is take a lesson from the olden days, if you will, right? So how about the idea of writing a letter, like handwriting a letter and then putting it in the mailbox, you know, and sending it to a friend or family member. 
Um, because I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I ever received a handwritten letter, right? That's our cards, not Christmas cards, that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, I, I do receive right. one from my aunt every now and then, but she's okay. uh, quite old and set in her ways. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. It's not handwritten. She still uses the typewriter. Uh, that she's had yeah. oh, wow. her whole life. Typewriter. Right? So, yes, it is as old school as it gets, and there's something very charming about it whenever we get one. Yeah. And it it, made it, it gives us that little endorphin boost, that little positive bit of hit of serotonin that makes us feel positive, right? Makes us feel good. And at the same time, we know we're making someone else feel good by sending a letter because we know they're going to be happy when they get it. It's kind of that circular, um, you know, paying it forward kind of thing almost where, you know, you do something good, uh, that makes you feel good, you give that as a gift to someone else, and they receive it, and then they feel good, so you feel good, and they feel good. You know, not a big, and again, these are easy things to do, really, really easy things to do. Um, but I would have to say, if I had to look at, like, I'm not going to give a list of strategies, because what happens, I find, is if you give a list of strategies, it's not going to be applicable to everyone. Right. But I would have to say, um, you know, look at this situation as an opportunity be forgiving of yourself if you're not meeting certain targets or certain expectations, um, you know, and to circle back again, you know, this is, is a unique situation that's never happened in our history as, you know, anyone living anyway. Um, we are adaptive. Let's take this opportunity and make adaptations that are going to help us go forward in a much better way at the other side of it. Hopefully I would like to see us, collectively, individually, um, come through this better than we were going in. I would like for that to happen too. That, that's I, a, well, I think, I think it's a kind of a truism. We always want to be better, but I, we have an agent of change here that is just staring us right in the face, um, saying, what are you going to do about this? What, what's going to change? And I think that's a great opportunity. I absolutely agree, and I think that is a very hopeful and helpful note to end on. So thank you so much for this. No, my pleasure.